The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. Hi everyone and welcome to the power. Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast live on Port Fan Radio. I'm Macca19 and joining us this evening is Rick. How are you buddy? Good, I'm just talking over your intro, mate. That's all good. Don't don't mind me. Nothing abnormal, mate, so that's fine. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's true. And we've got a very special guest on this evening, which is um, the executive GM of Port Adelaide Footy Club, Matthew Richardson. Richo, how are you, buddy? Very well, Macca. Rick, how are you guys? Very good. Very good. Good to hear. Macca, isn't he? He was that bloody Port Victoria fishing today, mate. I was. It was nice. Good for some. Good for some. That's it. Now, Richo, last time we spoke to you was in the COVID break when none of us had any idea what was going on, whether we'd be playing football or not. But you've, you must be very, very happy with how the club has responded uh, to this crisis and, and where we sit on the ladder at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's, uh, I think I looked on my phone. It was April. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there was, as you say, there was a lot of uncertainty back then. Um, but it's just great to be um, back playing footy. Uh, obviously, the guys are playing some really good footy, which hopefully everyone's enjoying. And even more exciting is that it's you know we're looking forward to a, a home game at Adelaide Oval with uh, a lot of our members um, going to have the opportunity to get in and get in and watch. So um, that that's really exciting um, for everyone. So no, we're we're really looking forward to it, and I'm sure there's a lot of members looking forward to it as well. Well, that was um, part of the reason, Richo, to get you on quickly tonight, just so provide a bit of transparency uh, for the members there. I know the club's doing amazingly well through COVID with um, their releasing of information to everybody, but just to, to get it from yourself to like what's the go and, um, yeah, so how, how you see it panning out for the yeah. rest of the season and, and what sort of members would get an opportunity and trying to be yeah. equal, well, I'm sure, for everybody. Yeah, well, thanks. Um, thanks very much for the opportunity. Uh, and um, I think, you know, it's going to be hopeful that we get, um, you know, the, the way the year's gone so far is really it's been one, two weeks at a time, and that's really what we're dealing with. Um, the great thing is what we know is we've got round eight against St Kilda on Saturday night at Adelaide Oval, which is terrific. Uh, it feels like we'll get a bit of a block of games at home. So, the, the really positive thing about that is the people that aren't able to get a ticket in this first game, they'll move to the top of the priority list for the you know for the subsequent games. And so I, I think over the next month, the exciting thing is a lot of our members are going to be able to get back to Adelaide Oval and and get to some footy. So um, now the membership guys are, have been working really hard this week just on building the process and the communications and. Where we've um, there'll be a communication that'll come out to all members tomorrow, which will outline the 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 member ticket allocation process. Um, what we're, the approach we've tried to take with this is actually for those people that were in the ballot, it was um, I'm, I'm sure the experience wasn't um, it, it was difficult. Um, so what we what we've tried to do is, is is work on a basis of what's the best experience for our members. So the member ticket allocation process is is um, probably got to go back a little bit for home finals, but it's it's similar to a finals ticketing process where their members will have an opportunity. Um, so the communication will come out tomorrow, and um, 
there'll be a, a member ticket allocation on Tuesday, so Tuesday 21st of July, and there are three priority groups. So a little bit, um, priority group one is uh, from, you know, from 9 till 12 on the Monday, and then it moves into priority two, and then it moves into priority three. So basically people will just be able to, they'll need to, like they do with finals, they just log on, they'll need their member barcode, and effectively, they um, they go in, they register for their ticket, and they'll be successful there and then based on and based on the tickets being available in those in those um, in those categories. So that's um, that's in summary how the process will work. Um, the there are twenty one thousand tickets available for the game. Um, now the reason it's twenty one thousand is because the the South Australian government restrictions were, um, have approved fifty fifty percent off capacity, but in that um, because of the social distancing requirements, the hill can't be used because everyone needs to be seated and it, all the tickets need to be allocated. So that reduces the capacity slightly. Um, the other important thing, and again this will be all, all in the communication that comes out to members tomorrow. Is that um, all the all the tickets are allocated randomly? So if you you know I'm a Black Diamond member, am I going to be able to get seats in my Black Diamond area? Um, no, I'm not. Just the tickets will be allocated randomly, and that's uh, unfortunately just because of the the social distancing requirements, the way that the stadium has to set up um, effectively every second seat. It's just not possible to be able to, to be able to do that. Um, and make it a, a simple process for our members. So hopefully our members understand that. Um, we're trying to make the process as simple as we can. But, um, yeah, like I said, there'll be really detailed FAQs that come out tomorrow along with the process, and people have plenty of time to prepare for the member ticket allocation, which will will open up on, on, on Tuesday morning. So I guess the really simple message is have your barcodes ready. Um, people can allocate as you do in that process if you have a group leader as long as that group leader has got the three four five um barcodes that with the people that they want to sit together with that person can enter those barcodes and then if successful those tickets will be allocated together brilliant so a bit of information overload guys but hopefully that uh, gives you a bit of a rundown that makes sense Fantastic. i mean some of the members like macker and i would have read it on some of the forums and stuff as well, like some of the members, you know, sort of think, yeah, eleven game members should get priority because they're eleven game members and stuff. Is there, is there hope yeah. for like three game members to to still get an opportunity or casual? How do how do you see that playing out? Yep, there are three priority groups, um, and priority priority one are the eleven game members, who, eleven game access members who've pledged one hundred percent of their membership for twenty twenty. Priority two are the eleven game members who have pledged. Um, 50 to 75 percent of the membership in 2020, and then priority group three are the reduced game access members. So three gamers, country, flexi members, all of those who've also pledged 100 percent of their membership in 2020. Mm-hmm. So um, we've worked through that in the FAQs. The the team have worked through and actually allocated um, a number of tickets in each of those groups. So everyone will have have an even opportunity to be able to secure tickets. And as I said earlier, the great thing is if you aren't, if you do miss out on the ticket for the game against St Kilda uh, in round eight, 
it's highly likely that we'll be playing, you know, more games, you know, round nine, round ten, possibly even. So the people that miss out, they will go to the they'll go into priority group one for the next game. So um, that that's um, you know we just think that's the fairest way to do it. The people that were lucky enough to get a ticket in the ballot uh, in for the showdown, um, they they will be in the priority group. They'll just I think. The guys have worked it out that the fairest way is they sit in for the first game. They're in priority group three, so they've still got an opportunity to be able to get a ticket. Um, mm-hmm. But they'll, um, they'll sit in priority group three for the first game. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I said to Maco, like, yeah, I'd, I was fortunate enough that I was able to get a ticket, and you know, I have no problem missing out the next game. You know, I was grateful that I got an opportunity. So, you know, you got to rotate it around, right, and share it out. Yeah, I think so. And I think we're, you know, we've t- from the outset of COVID, we've really deliberately taken the approach of what's best for our members. We're probably out of all the AFL clubs, we made the refund process really simple. It wasn't hidden. It was easy. Um, and I guess, you know, all the way through, we've tried to take the attitude of what's best for our members and, um, and that's what we've done here again is you know, what's the best process for our members, what's the simplest process in terms of getting a ticket and allocated um, and, you know, what's the fairest process. The other important thing to note is that all ticketing has to be electronic. It's one of the, one of the requirements of the government with the COVID restrictions. So people will have to, um, they'll, um, in the member ticket allocation, they'll be sent a, bar, they'll be sent, uh, a link and they'll download their tickets onto their phone. So it'll be what it will be important, and all of this communication will will elevate the communication. But it's really important that people have a ticket tech, a ticket tech account on their phone, um, or it can go into the wallet on their phone. But all tickets will need to be electronic. There'll be no paper tickets, or your membership card won't work um, at the at the turnstiles. Fair enough. Mm. So of the 21,000 that's allowed, is there a secure allocation in that amount as well? Yeah, there is, yeah. So there's a... Uh, now just let me make it. Give me two secs and I'll go to the FAQs because the uh, the membership champions have done a brilliant job in the FAQs. Um, where are we? Yeah, so there's a weight away club allocation of 425 tickets. Fair enough. There's Adelaide Oval members. Um, so it's all pretty much based on a percentage of the total allocation divided by what's available. There are about 2,800 Adelaide Oval members. A corporate allocation, which is, you know, our partners, hospitality clients, the um, the, RA, the RAA lounge, the Pirate Life Deck, those types of areas, and then our home club member allocation of just under 15,000. Exciting. So we've been really transparent. All that information's in the FAQs, so um, everyone will re- receive all that information uh, hopefully tomorrow morning. Hey, um, Richo, what's the corporate member? I guess here's a scenario for you. A friend of mine, his partner's a Bombers supporter, right? And he goes, oh, Rick, you know, you're a Port fan and stuff like She would like to go to the footy, you know, see the Essendon game if it's round nine what are the chances of getting a ticket? And I was like, well, I don't know. I'd imagine they'd be pretty slim. That sort of situation, I'd imagine, would be pretty slim, wouldn't it? Yeah, so the the away club member allocation would be up to the away club. So, so in that scenario, it'll be up to Essendon in terms of how they allocate their, uh, the tickets that they're allocated to their members. 
And is that gonna? Do you, can you foresee maybe any corporate membership as the season goes on, or you think it might be tough with social distancing provisions? When you say corporate membership, what do you mean by that? Oh, you know, like the boxes and you know the pyro no, no, deck. No. And... Yeah, no, no, all of that's open. Um, so right. Yeah, so that's in that allocation of corporate hospitality. So the so to give you an example, some of the rooms, so the Pirate Life deck capacity is 150 normally. There are, you know, the audit has allowed 100 people in there. Uh, open corporate boxes, uh, if there's an open corporate box that normally has 10 seats, there are five seats for that. The closed suites are actually at 100% capacity. So the 12-seat closed suites, there's enough room in there that... Um, people are able to spread out with the require um, the required distance. So all the hospitality rooms are open. It's just at, at a reduced capacity. Okay. So will they? Will all the corporate members they'll they'll get notified and and if it's at a reduced capacity, it'll be like a, a ballot allocation again or something. Well, what we've done. The good thing is, it's it, the priority goes to the people that have have pledged one hundred percent. Um, and the good thing about that is, uh, well, good thing, bad thing is that there's not the number of people that have pledged is less than the capacity. So those people that have pledged 100%, they're guaranteed a seat, um, and they've got the opportunity to buy a guest pass as well if they want to in in those some of those corporate rooms. Sounds good to me. I'll be waving from the stand then, Macca. Yeah. Good. Make sure you make sure you're as loud as you were at the showdown, Rick. Absolutely. Ah, <laughs> uh, Macca was louder than me, mate. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll try my hardest. I will try my hardest. Um, I don't know. That's probably me tanked for now. Except for I've got one last controversial question. Yeah, go on. What do you got for me? Uh, I'm a bit disappointed with my co-host here. He he's really pushing for us to make Gold Coast our base with our record at the Portricon. What do you what do you think about that? <laughs> the portrait. Well, I like it. I like it. Uh, the guys are um, clearly playing good footy there. What are we? Four zip? Is that right, Macca? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But isn't our think, overall record there like nine and zip now? Macca's Macca's logic. Macca, yeah. Well, I'm not, I think given the history of the Gold Coast over the journey, I reckon most clubs would have a pretty good record there, wouldn't they? So it might, that record might be a little bit misleading. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think uh, I think it's only fair that finals this year are all played at Metricon Stadium. I think so. Yeah, I'll get in behind you there, Macca. No yeah, problems. Absolutely. Well, mate, oh, thanks okay. for coming well, thank on. You very much for your time. Pleasure, guys. Enjoy your night. Um, and uh, thanks, thanks again for your support as always. Pleasure, as always, mate. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, awesome. Well, what did you think about that? Well, that's Makes good. Sense. I think that's okay. I think twenty one k. That's um, that's less than I was hoping for, but you know, it's still going to be a good crowd. Fifteen k members get a chance to go to the game. Sounds like everyone's going to get the opportunity to to get a ticket over the next few weeks. Uh, or the next few home games, so I think that's great. I think it's, um, you know, in the situation we're in, any opportunity to go to the footy is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I think it's exciting. I, um, yeah, I mean, it's good for me. I'm a Pirate Life member this year, so looks like I'll be going to the footy in the Pirate Life deck, so that's exciting. So the other rumour, right? Yeah, so my mate told me that we're playing the Bummers in round nine. Did you hear that? 
I heard a bit of scuttlebutt about that. That would be rather nice, I think. Yeah. Get a home game against them, get them out the way. They've been playing some pretty good footy at the moment, so it would yeah. be good to play them at home. But back to the game at hand. Um, I heard the Indeed. Carlton supporters are up and about. They are, mate. Let's get on to the preview for this week. It is Port versus Carlton at the Gabba on Sunday. Um, we've got an 18-13 and one draw win-loss record against them. So it's in the positive, which is great. We're on currently a three-game winning streak uh, with our last match being round two last year where we won by 16 points in a pretty tight game at home. Um, but as we know about Carlton, uh, we are capable of losing to them on occasion in dramatic fashion. Are we capable of losing to them or to the umpires? Or to ourselves. Or to ourselves. Mm. All of the above, I think, mate. All of the above. Look, Carlton are a pretty decent side this year. What were your expectations coming into this season? Of Carlton? Not much, to be honest. I mean, look, they're long-term play. It's hard to sort of take them seriously, really, isn't it? They've had such a long abyss. Um, You know, they, they brought in a couple of nice players, obviously. I think they're building a nice squad and... I hate to say it, but they'll probably um, they'll probably be out and about, up and about in a couple of years' time, I would imagine. Yeah. And um, yeah, what about you? Oh, look, I thought they'd improve. Um, you know, they've they've brought in a lot of young talent. Uh, I still, you know, they're still relatively old. They've got a lot of old players in their side still, but outside of that, I think. Um, I think they were obviously going to improve at some point, and look, why not this year? You know, some of those younger players are now three, four, five-year old players, and you know should be playing some more consistent football, which they've at this point, this early point of the season, they've shown that they have. I mean, how the hell can Simpson still be playing football? He is the biggest loser in AFL history, officially. <laughs> He's lost more <laughs> AFL games than any other player. Amazing. Talk about loyalty. It's a great stat. <laughs> hey? It's a great stat. I'm not sure that'll ever be beaten, to be honest. Is that symptomatic of their culture? Or is it just uh, just an ironic connection? I think it's just bad timing for him in that, you know, he came to the club in 2003, when, uh, which was right after they lost their draft picks for the salary cap debacle. And, uh, you know, they've not really recovered ever since. So he's lost 208 games of AFL football at the moment. And uh, I'm sure he'll lose some more before the end of the season as well. Yeah, crazy. But anyway, let's talk about Port, man. I'm excited. Indeed. Let's have a look at the teams. Uh, obviously, Brad Ebert's out suspended. Cam Sutcliffe, very sadly, out injured, which we knew was going to happen. Now, the uh, they've given us no tips on what's going to happen this week. So all the new players which have been, um, which have come in, they're all on the bench. So we don't know who's going to be named or not. But what are your thoughts on the the named side and who's going to come in to replace those well, two it's players? A, it's an interesting bench. Obviously, your boy Mays that you've been pushing's on there, and mm-hmm. um, um, Rockliffe was a, a noticeable and Bonner, two safe noticeable mentions, and the other interesting one. As I, I'm, I'm sort of scrolling through the forum for the first time today as well, I noticed um, there's a bit of talk about Westhoff may, maybe being rested for George Artis. Well, I don't know why you'd rest Westhoff, to be honest. 
Yeah, I don't know about Coming that up against I mean, look, a he... very tall Carlton side, I, I wouldn't be doing that. That would make no sense to me. Unless it's a fake rumour, maybe. It could be. Um, probably to, is. To, because, yeah, I mean, look, you know, me, I'm the, probably the biggest critic of Westhoff over the last half a decade. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's been pretty good this year, except for last week. He was pretty shitty. Um, uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. Yeah, I'm like you. We probably need his height in the side. I guess. Yeah, I guess it, like Mitch probably isn't a Westhoff player. So unless they're going to go Laddams for Westhoff and play Laddams as a versatile ruckman mm. and give Westhoff a spell, but yeah, I don't know. It's a, I know, I'm a bit risky this one. It is a risky game. There's no doubt about that. Look, for me, my ultimate bench, what what I think they'll go with, well, look, what I would go with is Motlop, Westhoff, Bonner, Dersmer. That would be my four. I think they might pick so Rockliffe bring back instead. I, w- I would bring back Bonner, a bit of run and carry um, against Carlton, who can play pretty quick and have got a few mm. sort of nimble forwards. Um, yeah, he might be very handy in that. In that aspect. Yeah. But I think it's pretty clear that Dersma should play. I think Westhoff should play. I think Motlop will probably still play, even though I think his spot should come under question. And then it's really just between Bonner and Rockliffe. And, you know, both went out for a reason and none have (laughs) had the opportunity to uh, make amends in that regard. So, I don't know. I'd love to see Georgiades play and see what he can do. But I don't think that's going to happen this week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so either. Um, yeah, I like him. I, I think he's had an effect on Westhoff and and Marshall since he's come on into the squad. I've never I've never seen him fly for as many hangers as what they do now. Yep. So I'm I'm giving uh, Mitch the credit on that one because he just loves attacking and going for the fly. But um, yeah, I don't I don't I just don't know. There's something about it just doesn't feel like he's the right fit for this week's team. Mm. Yeah, so, I, I would agree. I don't think... I, I would love to see what he can do, but I'm not sure if if this week is the right game for him to come back in. Yeah, and it's the same with um, Rockcliffe. You know, he's only been out one game. The team performed well. I just, you know, who's he replacing? Sutcliffe? Well, Sutcliffe wasn't brought in as a key midfielder, was he? Um, yeah, so he's not really replacing Ebert or Sutcliffe if Rockcliffe came in. So, yeah. Yeah. It, that would have to be the, a Dersma replacement there. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely going to be interesting. But, you know, I just think structurally as a team, and heaven forbid I'm saying this, uh, our game plan, I, I just think is, from what I've seen, is, Probably just a little bit more competent and consistent than Carlton's this year. And I just can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth at this point in time. Look, they've they've been all right, Carlton, though. They've been very competitive. Um, their biggest loss so far this year is only four goals, and that was to Richmond in round one. You know, then They lost to Melbourne by one point, which we, we watched the last quarter of that game, Rick. Then they beat Geelong by two points, beat Essendon by one point. And they thrashed Western Bulldogs on the weekend. So they're in some pretty decent form. They've been very, very competitive. It's going to be a very hard game. I'm quite concerned about this game. As we know in the past, we watched in 2015 as they beat us at the MCG. Then in 2016, they beat us at um, at uh, uh, Marvel Stadium. 
That was so, the infamous uh, marking game, wasn't it? The infamous when, marking didn't Nick, game. Didn't Nichols take take a mark uh, in that game? I can't, all, I re- all I remember, I've tried to erase that game from my memory. All I can remember is Cam O'Shea running into the 50 with a couple of minutes left and handballing 15 metres behind him to a, an <laughs> opponent for some reason. Yeah. It was when that's when Robbie Gray was uh, concussed with that sling tackle. No, that was the year before. That was fifteen. Was that was that the MCG? I thought it was, that was the, the MCG. No, nah, that was the MCG. I'm positive it was the game where one of the umpires just got in the way of the ball and marked it. Yes, that's correct. and then just Hartlett. and then yeah. just went. Oh well, we'll just yeah. That was fifteen. That was two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Was it? Was that? Was that all that? That was that, game, at, was, that was at the MCG. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that was the one. That was the that was the one where Kay Simpson touched or didn't touch uh, that mark in the last couple of minutes. Uh, it was a, it was just a rigged game. That game. Dodgy brothers, deplor- mate. Dodgy brothers. It was deplorably bad. But that's what I think about with Carlton and poor games, just deplorably mm. bad umpiring, which sort of just helps Carlton get over the line. But I don't – outside of the Brisbane game, which I thought was average, I think the umpiring our games has been reasonably neutral this year yeah. and uh, yeah, I don't think we've got too much we can complain about so uh, yeah it's exciting Look, it's going to be a great match up they've got a strong midfield and uh, I guess the three tall forwards will be on show against our smaller back line again indeed look Windy Runner on the Spreaker chat wants to see Ebo Sutcliffe and Motlop out for Mays, Dersmer and Georgiades Gobby Ray reckons it'll be Bonner and Rockliffe coming in. Well, that's really conservative if if it's those two. Yeah. Look, sometimes conservative is good. As I said, I'm really concerned about this game. As you said, they've got a really good midfield uh, and they've been delivering at this point of the season. Um, You know, Cripps has been in very, very good form. Sam Walsh is getting the bowl. He's probably had a little bit of second-year blues, but... He's still getting the ball. Murphy's playing decent footy. Um, you know they've thrown Michael Gibbons a little bit further up the ground. He's getting a bit of the ball as well. Uh, Kennedy played his first game last week and had twenty touches, so he looked like he was getting into things as well. And Pitonet's had a really good year in the ruck for someone who's uh, come across from Hawthorne. His first year as a lead ruckman, and he's uh, you know, he's doing pretty well as well. Yep. You know better than me. I can't complain about that. So, um, next. <laughs> so, do, do we try and tag Cripps? Do we try and shut him out of the game? Or do we try and go head-to-head and, you know, have maybe Boat go up against him and just let them run off each other? Look, uh, I don't know if tagging's ever worked well for us in recent times, you know, since Kane's retired. Yeah. Um, I just... Look, I think we just have to be accountable, but not defensively accountable running a tagger. I just don't think... If we had a tagger, it was probably even, and he's obviously not going to be playing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just think, look, you just got to probably go say to Ollie, hey, man, you need to step up to the plate, buddy, and we need to see you, um, you know, beat this your opponent. Yeah, and if, if he beats you, we're probably going to... Um, we're going to probably lose. Indeed. Indeed, their forward line, it's, um, it is a bit of a concern because they have been kicking goals um, this year. They've 
which is something uh, a bit different. They've brought back Eddie Betts, as we know. He's kicked nine goals for the year. Um, Jack Martin's kicked eight goals. So they've got some decent small options uh, that can kick goals for them. But they're three tolls. Casbolt's on nine goals, McGovern eight, and Mackay on four. Um, they've been having a big impact, as it is as well. Yeah, well, I mean, as we've joked around before, like Eddie Betts is really the biggest concern for us, isn't it? We struggle with a natural matchup uh, for Eddie, and uh, and that small player can really do damage against us. And yeah, again, I don't know what we're going to do there. And yeah, look, I I don't know. I just I think we're a different side this year, and I think our system can probably. It was a bit of a glitch against Brisbane, but I think we overall, I think we can do okay. Yeah. Ryan Burton for Eddie Betts for me, mate. Not Ryan Burton? I'm Fast sure. enough. Is Eddie, from, Eddie lost From memory, bit? I can't remember exactly, but from memory he played on him the second showdown last year and did a very good job on him. Um, mm. So that, that would be my option. I think he's he's got the height to go with him in the air, obviously. Uh, he's got good pace. He's got good defensive skills. Uh, finally, I think he seems like the most obvious matchup for Eddie Betts because we've tried Burn Jones in the past. He hasn't been able to do it. We've tried Jonas in the past. He's been okay, um, but he'll have his hands full with other players this week. Um, Bonner, no thanks. Hartlett, probably not. Uh, so for me, I think Ryan Burton looks like the most obvious matchup. And then after that, we're sort of struggling then, I guess. After that, yeah, it might be a bit of an issue. But look, who knows? Is that maybe why Bonner's name's back in the mix? Maybe. Maybe. I wouldn't want to see Bonner on uh, Eddie, to be honest. <laughs> um, but who knows? Who knows? Look, it's all going to be about our forward line, I think, this week. Um, you know, we've got to make sure that we, you know, take the grabs and kick goals ourselves. And, you know, Jacob Weedering for them, he's been in exceptional form, probably having a career best year at the moment. He'd be in my All-Australian team if one was going to be named at the moment. Uh, wow, that's a big call. It is a big call, but he's had a very, very good season. He's had a very, very good season. Uh, Liam Would Tom Jones, Jones been, be in your team? Uh, probably, yeah. He's been exceptional as well. Yeah. Back pocket, mate. He'd be all right. Liam Jones has had a, a solid season. Lockie Plowman, I don't particularly rate, but he's been doing a bit of a job. They've got Doherty back this year from two consecutive knee injuries, and he's been getting a lot of the ball. Kay Simpson, as we've spoken about, as well back there. So, you know, they've got some run and carry there. They've got some dour defenders um, so it's just about us, you know, delivering the ball a bit better this week than what we did against uh, GWS, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen too much of Carlton's games, though. Are they a massive flutter um, like GWS are? No, um, I don't think so. No. So, so that should, if they aren't, that should work <coughs> in our in our favour. Um, because, uh, yeah, obviously that's the teams that sort of slow us down. So, um, yeah. Well, I, again, I just, I just, I'm quite comfortable with this game. I think we've got the goods. I think so. I think so. What's your pick for this week, mate? Port Adelaide, my friend. Port Adelaide. By. Three and a half goal. Three and a half goal. That's a, I'd take that. I'd take that against yeah. Carlton. Against a, a risky team like Carlton, I'd, I'd have that. 
But I, and the draw sort of opens up after this game for us a little bit too. I reckon we're going to get a run of home games. St Kilda, we never travelled to Port Port Adelaide very well, so we should tackle them pretty well. And who knows, Essendon's going to have no shield, I guess. So, um, well, that's the concerning know. thing, isn't it? You said the the draw will probably open up for us, and we're going to get a run of home games, and that's exactly the sort of game <laughs> that we would lose this week to ruin that sort of. Uh, Good stuff that's about to happen, hopefully. Yes. So that's well, it's not going to happen this, this time, time against Carlton. We need to make sure we bloody win. <laughs> no stuffing about, no going in half assed, expecting to win. We just got to go there, knuckle down 100%, beat them as we should. Which is why yep. I'm going to pick Carlton by eight points this week. Back to the true form. Good work. That's it. Good work. How many points? Eight points, mate. Eight points. Eight points. Yeah. And who's going to be our leading goal kicker? Well, that's a tough one. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say Charlie with two. Charlie with two? Low-scoring affair? Will They're all low-scoring affairs at the moment, are they? Two goals feels like a bag of six at the moment. Um, will we break 80 points? No, I don't think we will. I think it'll be another low-scoring game. It'll be sort of, you know, 58 to 50. That's what I think. Anyway, let's get on to some questions from Bigfooty Glitch. One has asked, uh, the forums can be pretty negative, or some would say realistic, as to whether we've actually progressed this year or if it is just more of the same. I'd like to believe we've addressed a few things and there are signs of improvement. What will it take for you guys to believe we might be the real deal this year? Well, I think last week sort of showed we're the real deal. So I can only base it on what they're giving to us at this point in time, and they're, you know, they're at running at 80%. So until proven otherwise, they are the real deal this year. I'm going to be optimistic. I think. There's a lot different to this year as past seasons of when we've looked okay and then sort of faltered. I think there's some notable differences in that regard. I think 2017, obviously, we were thrashing bad teams but couldn't beat good teams. We were the ultimate flat-track bully that year and got found out in finals. Uh, 2018, we started so well. I think we were 11-4, and four, but... You know, even us on the podcast that year, Rick, we were saying, oh, we're 11-4, and four, but we're not exactly playing all that good football. We're nah. sort of just getting over the line and weren't looking all that impressive and that bit us on the arse as well. Whereas I think this year, we're obviously winning games, but we've looked really, really impressive in doing so. Um, and it's only just that one blip against Brisbane which, uh, which has let us down, but... You know, the fact that we've been challenged against GWS and West Coast and won those games, I think the defensive brand of football we're playing is exceptional at the moment. We've got forwards that are kicking goals. Our midfield in all but the Brisbane game has been exceptional as well. Um, So there's a lot to like about how we're playing at the moment and what's it going to take for us to believe? Well, just keep winning, quite simply. That's right. Winning this week will be another notch on the belt, so to speak. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for your input, Rick. That's great. Uh, Sleazy. <laughs> Said it all, my friend. Said it all. Sleazy has asked, uh, without Gibbs, who is most likely to step up and murder Robbie Gray this week? 
Simpson. There you go. Simpson? He couldn't hurt a fly, mate. I'm going to go Simpson the sniper. I'm going to say Liam Jones because he's that magical mix of sort of uncoordinatedness that would see him sort of go for a spoil and clock Robbie Gray in the face instead, I think. Mm. He might do a Mumford in that regard. Do a mummy, yeah. Do a mummy, that's it. Not in that way. But uh, Sleazy has also asked, uh, so far we've seen Dixon blocked out of the ruck and SPP pinged for 50 for overstepping the mark after the umpire called play on. Uh, what will the umpires dust off um, for display against Ports this week? What sort of rule? Will oh, we see another mark, it. another umpire mark? No, it's going to be, we're going to get the shit end of the holding the ball rule this week, I reckon. Brisbane, maybe, it was the Brisbane maybe. throw. Yeah. Like, fucking Brisbane threw every second handball and got away with it. Mm. This week it will be, we'll get pinged for the hot potato and Carlton White. Yeah, fair enough. I like that. Um, he's also asked, has Sam Petreski seaton disappointed so far for Carlton? I've watched him a couple, I've watched him play a couple of times this year. He reminds me of a cross between Bonner and Gibbs, the shitty halfback. How many questions does this guy get to ask? He's, got, he's got a couple more, mate. He's got a couple Bloody more. Bloody hell. I don't, uh, I, I don't think, I don't think SPS has been disappointing. I think he's, he's probably started his career a bit slower than what I thought he might. Um, but I feel like he's just starting to get going. You know, he's improved every season he's been in the AFL. Uh, they seem to be playing him. You know, we spoke about Stephen Salopek on the uh, on the review on Tuesday, and he seems to be playing that sort of role. He's not exactly in the midfield, but he's sort of that player that they're entrusting to come from half back and deliver the ball. Um, whether he becomes the midfield gun that he was at uh, underage level, I'm not sure, but. I think he's doing his job at the moment pretty well. Mm. And the last one is, what will it take for Laddams to get a game? I want I want to do to somebody what Martin and the Big O did to us. Lysert to be injured. Yeah, probably. I think we'd both like Laddams to get a game. but uh, Yes. At the moment, I don't see him coming in, unfortunately. Well, as I've said for many years, um, you know, Westhoff takes a a proper tall spot or a proper small running spot with his sort of in-between and nothing. But yeah. that's it. So either Westhoff has to be dropped for Laddams or Lysett has to get injured. Yeah, I think so. Any other games you're interested in this week, mate? <coughs> Excuse me. I have been, I've been. i had a repeat cough this episode. Danger. What's going on? Okay. Um, Better get tested. Oh, oh, it is tax season. Lots of people coming in. You haven't um, been hanging around Victorians, have you? Um, no. Okay. But we That's did good. have someone call up for our first home buyer special, the offer that we got, and they said they would like an, someone to come over for an appointment and then said they are quarantining at the moment, but they're still happy <laughs> for someone. But they're still happy for someone to come over and meet them. And so yeah, we sure. respect... Right well, away. He respectfully yeah. declined. <laughs> I'll be there in five <laughs> minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, everyone needs to take a chill pill. People are just angry these yeah. days. Yeah. And uh, if you want a quick rant, I've um, I've hired two a people to help me with. What's a rant? It's a it is a rant. A it's rant. A rant. It's a bit like a, it. a bit like dour. You know? yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm actually concerned like with 
society a little bit here because I've hired two um, Chinese people to help me because they were the best people that applied for the job that helped with tax returns. And some of my clients, the way that they've spoken to these human beings has been deplorably racist and appalling. And mm. I just think it's really, really sad like that some people are just bundling every Asian person into like the Filipino call centre bucket or whatever and not treating everybody with respect. And I think it's very, very disappointing to the point that I'm going to write an email to my whole um, database shortly to talk about it because I just don't think it's professional whatsoever. But anyway, that's my rant. That's a good rant. I'll mate. Stop it, Al. You've got to listen to our sidetracks every now and again. <laughs> that's it. Well, look, in that regard, I think that's it for this evening, buddy. We'll speak again on Tuesday after the game. Yes. After what is hopefully another very good win for Port Adelaide. And you need to give me some tips. I'm off to Wyala next Thursday, Macca. Wyala. Enjoy. Wyala. Hey? Wyala. Wyala. So... You might even have to see if Porsche will sit in for maybe the Thursday night episode. I might be doing a, a seminar in Wyala. So um, maybe Porsche can fill in just for one show for me. Maybe. Maybe. We'll find out. All right. Go, All Port. right, buddy. Until next time, come the pair. Adios.